I'm Beryl Jarvis, and welcome back to our online signature series of music programs. Joining me in this hour is classical composer Wolfgang Putz, the itinerant musician, composer, and world citizen who died in 1973 at the age of 79. Wolfgang, welcome. Ah, um, we're having a little bit of difficulty here with putts. I think we might have the wrong one. Yes, it's not moving. Well, we have a different artist apparently on standby remotely in case one of our guests is already dead. Another Mr. Wolfgang Putz. Hello. It's a pleasure being on the show. We'll be listening to and discussing his compositions, which have been newly recorded by Finland's own Symphonia Orchestra. Hello. It's a pleasure being on the show. Wolfgang, let's face it. There's nothing like a really good silence. What? I, I'm sorry? I say, there's nothing more eminently satisfying than a beautifully calculated silence. Awkward or otherwise. I must admit a particular fondness for the uh, hushed work you've done over the years. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, although I have put quite a lot of work into the musical parts of my symphonies, too. Uh, for instance, the Allegro first movement, using the large brass section to evoke the dissonant modern world. Wait, before we discuss it, let's just listen to it. All right. All I can say is, bravo. What are you doing? This is only the beginning of the first movement. Introduced so effectively by the austere silence there. Silence! Why do you keep mentioning the silent part? I want to talk about my music. Shh. Now, Wolfgang, you are considered the father of dissonant music, I believe. Forget about the silences! Oh, uh, well, yes, I, I am. Pity. Uh, from the French, dissonet, meaning to rub your feet across the carpet and touch one's little brother. Yeah, I've been called the father of dissonant music. In fact, as a young man, I first introduced the chalkboard to the concert stage. And, of course, the wonderfully executed silences between the movements. I understand at the Vienna premiere of the controversial tone poem Du Chenet de Bassinet that the most prominent critic of the day, Henri Bergson, compared the second movement to an evening spent in a small closet crowded with Turks. Or more properly, un soir passant dans une petite penderie avec trop very true. I, 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 I must say, I am very anxious to embrace the modern in all its manifestations. 
He called my premier a watershed invent. The complete absence of sound at the end of the recording is so evocative here. The silence? Yes, the silence at the end. Many critics feel that your scoring of silence is on par with the great masters. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, in fact, I have numerous times compared your composition favorably with Mozart's 31st, his unstarted symphony. Uh, indeed. I, I suppose you think only my quiet passages are some of my finest work? Simply wonderful. There is a silence right between the scherzo and the march and reprise, I believe. I don't know. I don't care! Right, right between the scherzo there, yes, and in, in indeed the reprise. It's uh, inspired by your second wife, Elsa, Elsa Harding, uh, heiress of the Harding fortune and inspiration for your haunting, <gasps> screeching harpy sonatina. Yes, originally I also had an oboe playing in the middle of that piece. How shocking. You had an oboe uh, there originally? Yeah, a single oboe that played on and on, you know, one of those showy lyrical passages. I decided not to have the oboe during that period because it wasn't right. The oboe didn't capture the dissonant feeling you originally intended? No, I had not written any solo music for that movement of the piece, actually. Uh, something that one oboe player in particular couldn't seem to master, the poor bastard. I think <laughs> they put him away recently. No, I, I, I did not have any music scored in that area at all, actually. The, the area between the scherzo and the Martin reprise? That area precisely. So, the oboe was quite distressing. I finally devised a solution uh, to the problem a few months later by insisting the oboe stop playing during the time. And lo and behold, I had my sensation of sound. Yes, a quietness. It speaks volumes as a towering work of stillness. Wonderful. Simply wonderful. Let's listen to the new recording. By all means. Oh dear. And then the music comes in again. Wait. What? Well, there you have it. The magisterial silence of screeching harpy. How did you arrive at that particularly delicate silence? I mean, I imagine you experimented with a simple pause, a slightly longer lull, and settled on a sort of sweeping noiselessness that we heard just there. Wonderful. Of course, the rest is nonsense. Rescued elegantly by the silence there between the two movements. A very sensitive use of a complicated passage of silence. Um, and that point certainly bears repeating. That point of about using the silence certainly is worth repeating? Yes, worth repeating. Worth repeating. Worth repeating. Though less so now, certainly. Still, a tremendous use of... Yes, I'm quite happy with it. Indeed. Wolfgang Putz, a composer whose phenomenal work in what's now considered his dead period, continues 
even today. Until then, join us again on The Sounds of Silence. Good night.